Good evening, this is Life of a Dad of Five. Bringing another podcast, this time here we're dealing with my oldest son, and he's dealing with... dealing with ADHD. Love him to death. But he's the second born of my five children by my wife. Now, I only have kids by one one person. So, all the things you see, see me dealing with is I don't have to deal with baby mama drama or anything else like that. I just deal with my nice, intact family. Okay. Jacquez was born, you know, normal, healthy kid, like I said before. All his digits, everything is great. Coming into this world. Like his name, we nicknamed him Papa Cool. We used to, his name used to be Diddle Diddle. But he came in his world easy. He didn't give my wife too much trouble. <laughs> he, he was like, okay. We had the person that came into the room, a male nurse, his name is Art. And he's actually Art, the nurse Art, has actually been the deliverer, not the deliverer, but the nurse of most of my kids, um, which is great. So, wife, like, how are you doing? And he got everything correct, bought Jock, helped Jacquez come into this world. Um, so, He's a child that started out with no troubles at all. Kid, kid now, but he's a young adult now, so that he's basically always had a carefree attitude. He didn't get into too much trouble. He didn't, he wasn't into drama. He wasn't into, you know, having to, you know, most kids are doing crazy stuff and everything else that. Duck Quest has always been calm, cool, collected. Nice kid overall. No, when you meet him, he brings light always to any given situation. So it's like when you talk to Jacquez, intelligent, smart, brave. You now his interaction with his siblings are like this. With his older sister, of course, you know, Jazz. Uh, we already explained the last time doesn't really like everybody but they get along fairly well you know he really stays off his own on his comes to says he doesn't really bother his sister too much now before it was always a the past but now it's nice it's relaxed so getting on with his older sister you know they get along semi-good then then you have the next sister up. That would be Jonica. Younger than him, everything is flat. They get along with an attitude of they loving, he cares for her. If something happens, I've seen him run through hell and high water to do whatever need to be done to make sure that she's okay. So yes, like, like I said, brave. He's that type. But we'll get to why his bravery is even more special in a minute. So with Jonica so that they get along most of the time fairly well and everything else that um it tends to ride a little bit rough shot on him, get him to do what he needs to do. But again, most time his relationship with that sister is I would say fairly great. Next up is brother which is Mr. Ray, which will come 
that'd be one of the episodes forthcoming. Um, his actually name is Raymond. Um, they get get along like two peas in a pod. When you see one, you see the other. They're usually playing a video game together, doing something together. It's just when you see one, you see the other. It's just their their nature. You know, most brothers, you know, fight and everything else like that. They have playful banter. You know, they like uh, back talk each other and everything else like that. So his relationship with his brother, again, also great. Excellent. Okay. Then you have the last child. Raya. Same situation. She's younger. She's a pest to him and everything else that she likes to say, you know, Jacques, can you do something? And so he's like, oh, come on, really? I do. Again, this is his words. But he says, please, 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 please. Okay, fine. And he does it. Again, if anything happens to him, so that he, if he's outside, he's anywhere near, so that, you know, it overrides anything else to make sure that she's safe. If she's crashed, she's cracked up and everything else that he gets what does whatever he needs to do to get her safe and everything else that. And then you'll see um, symptoms start after that point there. So with his siblings, for the most part, gets along with him grace he's like the peacemaker he gets along now his core personality is like mine if you actually look at his picture now and my picture when i was younger besides the shade difference so that he looks exactly like but he doesn't think like me doesn't act like me. acts more like his mom now Jaquez has some medical conditions, mentioned ADHD that he has, but he also has a bad allergic reaction, unfortunately, like I do to spider stings, bee stings, things in general. So situations where if you see a spider, most person would see a spider and like, it's a spider, just a walking void so that panic sets in debilitating panic that, you know, most people are like, okay, it's just a spider. Keep on going. It's just walk. No. Uh-uh. When that first started happening when he was younger, because again, I was doing some work underneath the house. And again, we didn't know he was allergic and everything else to that. I said, um, son, can you, because again, he was younger slab. All you have to do is pass me some stuff underneath the house so I can finish doing the work I need to do. Okay. The oldest wasn't available at that time, so that so starts to go underneath the house, and because again, it was I had lights underneath. He sees the spider slide and literally froze, panic. You can see the terror on his face. I'm like, okay, that's not normal. That's not good. Is there? Sorry about that. Why is there terror on his face? You know, it's not that big of a deal. I'm, I'm allergic to bees, you know, and again, a lot of insects and everything else to that, but I don't panic. It doesn't make me, you know, freak out. It's like, okay, bee, whatever it is, freeze for a second. Watch with, let's see where it's gonna go and then keep going about my business. Work for him. So 
And again, we didn't know he was allergic and so everything so that until, you know, we had a situation where a spider bit him and so that. And then from there it went it escalated quickly. You know, we had to get him to the emergency room and everything else so that we got the medicine for and that made him better. So that's when we learned that he had a big allergy like I did so that and he has an EpiPen and everything else like that. But in situations like that, again, let's say if his sister is in danger and a spider's around and everything else like that, he can push past that and help them, or his sister and everything else, bring him out the dangerous situation, even as a fighter, whatever, it's like that. But then the minute that she's safe, his, his anxiety kicks in so bad that, you know, he freaks out, you know, yells at her, yells at whoever the, the, the person is. Why would you put yourself in this? He just explodes with not rage, but his anxiety is so hard that he really can't control what he's saying, what he's doing. Okay, so since that happened a couple of times, like, okay, that's not natural. Let's, you know, again, go get him checked out. Let's see. Now, we knew, I knew something was wrong, but my wife was like, okay, no, it's fine. You know, he's just afraid of spiders. He got stung by one, or it you know, made it, we hit the, the anxiety worse. I'm like, babe, but on certain other things, he's more anxious than I really think he needs to be. Like, he's fine. Okay. So, he's going through school and everything else today, and his grades has always been A and B. A and B problem except for when he was in regular school he still was a and b until there was a test meaning that if you ask him about a topic he will give you a detailed list of everything in that topic that his knowledge remembers and verbally be able to answer all your questions put that same thing in a written form with a clock attached to it and all hell breaks loose. He'll sit there and fidgeting, you know, you can physically, I've literally physically seen him get ill from tests and exams. And again, this was in the brick and mortar school. So, you know, we had already was pulling jazz out of regular school. So it was like, well, you know, we could have pulled jazz out and left him in regular school, but we seen what was going with that. And I was concerned and I'm like, okay, well, you know, let's just pull both of them out. Um, and so it was like, okay, no problem. We, we can see what's going with this. Let, you know, he went in, started talking to um, counselors at school and stuff like that before we took him out of school. And again, his grades are great when there's no tests. Then after the test, his grades would drop. Then he would slowly bring him back up by regular talking to the teacher, assignments, homework assignments. So his homework assignments, meaning that stuff he did with home, you know, again, not with my help, no one else to help, just him alone doing it and bring his grades up. Test hit, grade falls. Slow, bring the grades up. Test hit, grades fall. So this was a pattern. Okay. So. We brought him to homeschool, and again, his grades went back up to A's, A's and B's almost all the time. The tests that he had, again, even though they were same tests that 
everybody else has in school, brick and mortar school, he has it at home, but there's no time associated with it. So a test that would normally take, test is set up for an hour, but when he's at home, he has as much time as he wants. So what happen, usually happens is he'll start the test, do it for like 15, 20 minutes. You'll see he start getting anxious and me and my wife say, okay, boy, get up, walk around for a minute, take your brain off of it and then go back. And as long as that was being done, A's, B's, everything is great, gravy. Then, and again, he's asked to talk to his teachers. You know, they have conference with him, video conference. You know, he has to submit lessons and he has to do all work with the teachers and everything else that. So he's still talking to his teachers, doing everything else that a brick and mortar does. So, and his teacher's like, okay, you're confident when we have in Florida called the FCAT. I actually have changed it to a different name. I still call it the FCAT or the F crap, because I think it's really crap, but that's another sub subject. But that's the end of the year thing that you, every student in Florida has to take. That take test tells you if you can go to the next grade or not. Okay, so he takes the test. Now there's five levels. Three is what you want to get to, meaning that you're proficient enough to go on to the next grade. Four is you're excelling. Five is, well, you're so freaking smart, you just whatever. Then you have two is, okay, you need a little bit of help. We can still pass you if you are all your grades are perfect. One, if you have a one, you have to repeat unless your grades are stellar. Okay. So, cat comes in, summer comes around, F-grade gates come in, twos all the way around in math, reading, writing. Appointment, because I'm a dad, I'm like, okay, how do you blow this? I mean, then my wife is like, babe, maybe we need to, you said this before, Maybe we need to have him looked at. Maybe we need to have him seen, checked out, see if there's something else going on that we're just not getting. Okay. So we do that. You know, they run the battery of tests, check his eyesight, check his everything. Physically, he's fine. Then they, so okay, well, maybe it's a mental thing. So, counselors. They go see the counselors and they go over. Now, again, these counselors are great at asking questions in a way that will elicit responses from your child and get information about that. So now I go in with them and when they start asking, before even the questions even start, you can see the leg bounce, excuse me, the hands move like he has tremors in his hands. And the gentleman was like, Are you? yeah, but the answers were very short. It was always a yeah or no. It was no, it was nothing long. There was no long eloquent sentences like he does when He's at home with us or when he's talking to his sisters, his brothers and everything else that when he can be super loud, everything else that. Okay. So he's a stranger. Okay. 
but still these counselors are made that they're well versed on how to get your child comfortable relax of course they brought out crayons they brought out books they brought out all types of things to try to get this simple question and answer thing done the best they can and everything else like that you know they use the guy used all those tools now <coughs> this assessment because that's what they call an intake assessment normally takes an hour because that's what they allot again this is standard they have this thing allotted for them. okay hours up questionnaire is only like 25 maybe 30 percent done okay the gentleman said okay we have to you know because he has other patients coming inside of there i want to reschedule him for another time to finish this thing and this time we'll allot a longer period of time but i want you to bring him in again on another day just to you know get him kind of used to me and everything else and then we'll do it so after coming in again it's still the same but it just wasn't an assessment just to him to talk to John. Then they actually did the assessment. Again, normally it would take an hour, especially if part of the assessment is done, it should have been all finished in an hour. It took another almost three hours to get that assessment complete and have all the questions filled. Now, mind you, the man is sitting there observing, not just the answers to the question, but Jacquez's demeanor. What would he do while the questions are being asked? Would he always look at me? What, 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 you know, is he fidgeting? Is he moving around? Is he playing with the objects in the room that he gives to him to try to make him calm? Just to see what he need to do. Well, the long and the short is, the man just diagnosed him with, well, okay, he has ADHD and he has a separate component, anxiety. So that makes it doubly hard. Now, I know from ex not from my personal experience, but experiences with my wife, because she has, again, bipolar, but also anxiety going with it, which I've seen her when she get anxious and it literally, it can shut you down where you cannot function. Okay. So that's, it's, I'm like, okay, well, in my, my back of my mind, like, okay, well, I've had children with ADHD and everything else that. Back in the old days, if you had ADHD, you, you bring the belt to their behind, they straighten them all out and everything else that. You don't need all types of medication to deal with this. You just gotta try to manage it and everything else that. But it's different when it's, just ADHD and the person has anxiety because if you yell at them the wrong way, you can, I, I've literally broken my kids when I yell at them, not beat them, not, you know, anything physical. They doing something insanely stupid. And I said, what the F are you doing? You know, you're not supposed to. And then from there it's, or they're doing schoolwork and they're not doing it correctly and i'm like you know and i get heated and literally i've had him completely shut down crying you know and then my wife said you've, you've broken the child again you have broken the child i didn't 
I didn't say anything. Again, I'm not cursing at him. I'm not saying, you know, you know, words, the hurtful, soulful, soul breaking words, you know, like you the dumbest person that, no, I don't do anything on that. Now that might, now don't get me wrong. That may slip out at times when, but you have to push me so far. But I'm talking on a normal basis, me raising my voice in a certain tone that can literally scare him and some of my other kids. So you, I have to like, okay, get out my face. Just go away, go somewhere until I can control myself so I can help him. Okay, so of course the, the, the counselor uh, gives some medicine for him to take. The medicine works. Cool point. Now, unfortunately, our insurance isn't the best insurance in the world, so we have the standard medication that one you have to take morning or at night or both. But it has a limit to how long it actually works. So if you take it at the beginning of the school day, great, you can get through most of the subject until it fades away and wears off or but that only helps with the fidgeting and everything else like that that does not help with the anxiety learning to cope with the environment that you feel like the walls are closing in on you hard so i want to show you what what his grades are normally now, you can see what he's taking. Science, pre-algebra, language arts, history. Now, you see right here, it says intensive reading. Again, this is a factor of him blowing the F cap. Because if you're looking at his grade here, why would you need intensive reading? You don't. Because when you when he's normally doing his schoolwork and everything else like that, and he's on point like he's supposed to be, he can read it, understand it, comprehend it, um, write it, tell you everything about what the story is, you know, what's missing, um, like the missing words, that spelling is wrong. It doesn't sound right. The punctuation, all of that gets him. He got it. It's nothing to him. So that test happens. Now, when he's doing the tests, and when he's at home, he has all the time in the world. It doesn't, it's not a factor to him. It's like, okay, get anxious. He knows he sees the signs. He'll get up, walk around, or say that, because again, I, I watch him say, okay, well, you, you need to be doing your squirt. That I need a break. Or he'll stop and he'll be watching the video and I'm like, okay, what, why? Your schoolwork ain't done. Well, then I'm taking a break. Okay. Again, I finally, well, it still takes me a minute, but my first reaction is you're in school. You should be doing schoolwork. Then I remember, okay, no, he's taking a break. So his brain don't explode. That's what happens. This is stuff that you have to deal with. Okay. So I'm going to go into what the disorder is like I did with my, my daughter. So you can have a clue, go to the symptoms of food. Now 
this is behavior that people can have. They can have aggression, excitability, fidgeting, hyperactivity. Okay, and actually, let me just break this down slowly. The behavior can be aggression. Now, we already covered the aggression part where, as an example, my youngest daughter put herself in a situation for that where she was getting bit up and everything else of that. He got the, the um, fire ants off her and everything else of that. And he was mad. He was, why, why would you put, you know, he was acting tough. Again, this is a marshmallow. This boy is, he doesn't, he doesn't show aggression under normal circumstances. He doesn't get mad for no reason. But in this case, since he, he got so panicked, you've seen aggression come out. So that's one of the things when you have eight um, tension deficit disorder and anxiety. Okay. Next up, excitability. He gets excited over things that we call are, to me are trivial. Even when I was a kid, I didn't get excited over a lot of things because, okay, it, it's not really a big deal. It's something that's going to be life-changing. Got a new toy or you got a new, um, you made a new level on a game or yeah, it's a good thing that you did it, but he gets to the point where, yes, I, He's so he gets to the point where he's so loud that wife is a chocolate. She yells because he's gotten so loud over something that's not really a big deal. Again, I know as a kid, everything is a big deal, but there's a point of being ridiculous. And that's what we're talking about. Fidgeting. Okay. He can't sit still when, <coughs> excuse me, when he doesn't take his medicine or if he gets to take his medicine, literally, his leg is always moving. His hand is always moving. Some part of his body is always moving. Even when you're supposed to sit still, not supposed to be moving, he's always moving. Now, hyperactivity is a bit difficult. He doesn't have it in the standard sense, meaning that he's Gotta be here, gotta be there, gotta be here, gotta be there. It only affects the hyperactive things when he needs to get a deadline. Then, then from there, it's like, I gotta get this done. I gotta get, I gotta, all the stuff I gotta do. I gotta calm down, relax. You can do this. If you calm yourself, you can get this easily. But when he gets into hyper mode, it affects his judgment on things. He basically rushes through again, like a test. FCAT, I'm going to keep going back to that because this is what happens. We have him, he has a 504 plan, which actually gives him extra time. So a standard person is supposed to get whatever the test is, let's say an hour. His time is double, so he has two hours. Yet that same test that he's supposed to take exactly more time to do, he completes the test in 15 minutes. And I'm like, there's no way, you know, they've called me back and called me early and said for me to come pick him up and everything else like that. Like, no, he's done yet. He's supposed to have this long. Well, he says he's done. He's already handed in the test. You know, when you face palm yourself like, boy. Then he's, and he's so excited that 
again, this goes back to the side ability. Dad, I know I did good on the test. I know I did good. And my everything in my body is telling me F this up. But you have to encourage and say, okay, hopefully you did very well on the test today. You got finished fast and everything. Else. But next time, why don't you sit there and take your time? You have all the time in the world. You had two hours or no, sometimes four hours to get this done. Relax. Take a little bit of the time, then move. Or if you have all this time left, go back over your answer slowly and have activity. Impulse. His impulse control is bad. Um I wanna buy this. I wanna get that. I want to Oh, this is the newest thing out. Dad, can I again he he works you know, he does stuff around the house he does stuff outside he does whatever he needs to do to make money it's like it's like the the bipolar component where somebody's always buying something always for that he has bad impulse control he's like oh i want to get this thing here okay tell me about what you want to get uh well if you wanted this thing why do you want it What's it about? Um, I okay. How much is it? Um, I don't know. Now he already knows, and I'm not going to say you can have this. It's not like I'm not made of money, so you know, goodness well, I'm going to have questions. I'm going to have why you want this. What benefit is it to you? Even if it's a game that you're playing for with, and everything like that, and it's a DC downloadable package for that. What is it going to give you that another game is not or another thing inside of it? Or can you earn it on your own in the game? So go back, go research. And this is a symptom. Irritability. He doesn't really have this. He has the irritability with um, not getting it. He feels that it's supposed to be again with the happy activity instantly done. If I do this as fast as humanly possible, it's done. And when I tell him, no, you cannot do it that fast. You need time. That's when he gets irritable. Irritability is, I don't feel like doing that. Could have been done already. I, no, you can't. Yes, you could have been done, but it wouldn't have been done right. Again, impossibility irritability, lack of restraint. It's the same thing. If he had his own money that he didn't have to come with me, even though he does, but most of the money, when he earns money, we have it in an account, my account or mom's account, whatever money he earns, it's available for him, for him to buy, but he still has to come to us to use our card to buy it. And again, so it goes back to really need this. Now, if he's had money before, when he had his own little car that his aunties that had money and that thing was insta gone. Within a day, what'd you spend it on? Well, I bought this game here and this game here. Why? Can you even install these games? I don't know. Doesn't have restraint on things. Petition the words of Axel again. He can say the same thing ad nauseum over and over again. Talking about 
but ever and tell you that exactly same experience four times in a row or he'll do the exact same thing which he know he's not supposed to do again and over again so that's the behavioral side of it let's go to the cognitive side and now i've always expressed this you've seen his grades if you haven't seen his grades let me explain his grades are almost all a's in in b in um like smart super smart can get most things in no time at all the problem becomes that absent minus you know you're supposed to turn in an assignment you've done the assignment forget that you didn't turn in the assignment i have had this thing with his teacher where i know he did the assignment because literally he talked me through what he did with the assignment I was like, I know he, ma'am, I know he did the assignment. I, you can't tell me he didn't do the assignment because I know he did it. Well, I don't have it in su submitted to me. Okay, hold on. Darquez, did you submit that assignment? I think I did. Go on the computer, check. Um, no. So I've literally had teachers be flooded with five six assignments in a day that he's already completed that he has not submitted but prime example right now he's a couple of assignments in science that need to be submitted which i know he actually did with the teacher the teacher said he did what we, we did this in class the other day he didn't submit it difficulty focusing even okay the boy loved video games. If you take a video game away, you, you've heard his heart. He's good. Then forgets the basic controls on, wait a minute, what am I supposed to be doing? How, how, oh yeah, I forgot. Forgetfulness, the same thing, paying attention. Only it, 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 we call it off going in space. Now he doesn't do it as much as Jasmine, which, which with her condition, but it does happen to him as well. He just, you know, he's flighty. It's I'm doing this and then the next minute I'm doing this. He doesn't stand a video game for, you know, before he switches over to the next video game, before he switches over to the next video game in, in the same day. Whereas I have a video game. I've been playing the same video game for five years, four years on one, six years on the other, same game. I might buy again, a DC pack or DLC to downloadable content, but literally it's the same game. It's a little bit different tank or it's a little bit of different ship, but the, the end goal on how it works is virtually the same. No, not him too much. Now mood anger. Again, the anger only comes in when he is super back to the next word anxious. When he is anxious, then the anger can come, but it's not a standard of what it is to them. But his anxiety, <coughs> again, it's through the roof. Anything that exerts pressure on his being, that I need this done now, or I need to, to, this right now, can break him, especially if you say it in the wrong way. Same thing, and boredom. No internet is like, okay, what am I gonna do now? your thumbs that's what my parents used to tell me if you don't have anything to do go to sleep but that's boring literally he will pester you 
or me or my wife because he's bored. Mom, can I do this? Can I do that? Ask the same question again, a hundred different ways on Sunday because he's bored because we've punished him for can't get a computer because you haven't done what you need to do, whatever the thing is. So that, and again, we've already covered the excitement that if his move, super excited over something that's, I've just finished the mission. That was a simple mission. I know, but yet he's still super excited over something. It is. Pool swings he doesn't really have. That's the one thing he doesn't have. His move doesn't swing back and forth, unless some external force forces it. Meaning that if he's calm, if he's not if, not angry or anything else like that, but if a spider comes down in front of him, okay, he's gonna get super frightened, run away, and then get mad. That's the, it has to be something external to shift his mood back and forth. He doesn't get depressed mostly. And again, this is of course a learning disability because when you have everything going completely haywire in your brain, you cannot do what you need to do for the assignment that's right in front of you. You just, if he's, he's gotta find a way to manage his time. So that's the thing that that's what you have to look at. You have to, this is a disease that is really difficult to diagnose. And a lot of people look over it like hey, he's being a kid. It's no, there's specific markers that you see that I've just went through, gave you plenty of examples that sell you, you need to look, you need to, again now my brain works because i'm i'm so stoic most of the time i don't say a lot of words i don't talk a lot unless i really have something to say or if i know exactly what i'm doing to express to people that's what i'm trying to give y'all guys in these podcasts you know a little knowledge of what my life is like on a known basis so i tend to look listen and i can go over in detail exactly what I see and what I think the person needs help with. And I do that to myself, of course. But for others and my family members, that's what I do. Now, people are asking, well, what's the connection between ADHD and anxiety? Well, again, the impulse, the hyperactivity, the fidgeting, the short attention span, and a restlessness. Like you always have to do something so that it can overwhelm you. If you're feeling that everything is going to close in on you, it makes you that you can't function. Now my wife has anxiety and again, I've seen her shut down. My son, when he has an anxiety attack, I've seen him where he shuts down. It's a disease of that it will basically make your life completely miserable. You're like, um, it's like you, again, if you've ever seen a crack addict on the street, this is what anxiety can do to you. Make you so busy that you cannot function. You, you look like you're moving all the time. Like you have Tourette's or something like that because you, it's got you in its hold at that point. And hopefully you have someone around you that can say, okay, boy, you know, I've plenty of times I've said, okay, just go leave that assignment alone. I don't care, go somewhere else, take a break, 
you know, when he didn't recognize. Now he's starting to get to the point now where he's recognizing that again, that's why I got to learn for myself to say, okay, when he's on a game, not to jump at him right away, but to ask in a calm voice, why are you on that right now? You know, you're supposed to be in schoolwork. And you know, if I do it that way, he'll be like, okay, well dad, I'm taking a break, you know, but again, being a dad, being that you want your kids to succeed, being that you want them to get their schoolwork done before they do other stuff. Sometimes it's hard to recognize that. Like you have to try to say, okay, you know, hard to say, take a break. When most of the time you, that's the opposite. You tell your student or your kids to say, okay, sit down, buckle down, get your work done first, and then go out and play. In this case here, you can't do that. Have to make time, tell them, I love you, but you need to go do something else for a little bit especially when they don't recognize it for themselves. You have to be able to say, okay, well, no, you cannot buy that or you cannot get that or you don't need to have that right now. Even though it's something you want, come ask me in a couple of days. And I do that a lot. I'll tell them, come ask me about it in a couple of days. Look it up, find out which, what, what it is that you want to buy and everything else to that out of your money that you earned. And then from there, so that I'll get it for you or maybe at a later date. And then from there, you can see the stuff that he actually wants and the stuff that just caught his eye for a second. Like, I don't know why I wanted that, that game or oh, that thing is, oh, it's bad. How did that? Cause had that, You have to learn to see the signs when they're in that mood to say, and you, again, as a dad, as a parent, you gotta be like, you have to throw, thread that line. Cause you don't want to be like, okay, well, Johnny, you can get anything in one. Go ahead. It's fine. No, no, you don't. Then that feeds the opposite way. Instead of the, 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 it, it gives them thing. Okay. Well, Hey, I can get anything. Again, even if I had all the money in the world, I would still be the same way. I would still be like, okay, why do you need that? Explain to me why. Explain to me why you, you need to walk to a certain place. Explain to me why you need to do this project or whatever the thing is. ADHD and anxiety, you have to learn to make the person slow down. Now you got to make now there's a fine line though, because if you tell them to slow down and after that while they get used to, well, they told me to go slow, told me that the word about and everything else. And then from there, they'll fall into the other trap that they'll everything will drop because they're going so slow. And then you have to push them. Okay. You went too slow. You got to push them ahead faster. And then they start screwing up. So it's a balance. You, you, you're on the tightrope between you know, tell them to slow down and tell them to speed back up. You're basically a traffic cop. Stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. No, no, stop, no, stop. Okay, go ahead slowly. Proceed. At times, you have to slowly forward when they've learned that, okay, I'm supposed to stop. Because then they're afraid to go forward. Am I going to mess this up? 
am I going to go too fast and balance? It's something that you, 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 unless you have a child with ADHD, wouldn't wish this on anybody. And none of these things that my kids had, I would wish on anybody, but that have any choices. You have to cope. You have to them fine and push through this. You can do this. You are loved. You are respected. You are cared for. Burnett, we can happen. We're here. This is what you have to look forward to. Now I know right now. Perfect. This is almost they're gonna drop soon. Why? Because I'm already hearing calls coming in that, you know, some assignments again done has some things that need to be done. He's ass. So juggling a, the person that has anxiety is like juggling two different people at once. So it, when I say I have five kids, sometimes it feel like eight, twelve of them, and for them, push them in the right direction. Get there. All this warp on the three saying, I hope you enjoyed the, the podcast and everything else today. If you're watching me live and everything else today, again, these are, you can see the sites that I went to and everything else today to give you some of the things that you can learn more about. I will put some of these into the description um, of if you're seeing it on Twitch and everything else today. Again, this is what I deal with on a daily basis. Uh, I so appreciate you guys coming through podcast or seeing me um on twitch or on facebook or on youtube all of my things are all under warp 103 if you look up warp 103 under most of the things for that you will see it come up hopefully you enjoy the rest of your day the next one up is going to be covering my middle child sitting over here even though she should be in her bed sleeping fortunately she has insomnia like i do and is dismissed jonica lee but until then hopefully you guys will have a pleasant evening and we'll catch you on the next one